So your you calendar know? is pretty fucking busy and she's here today. I but it's busy with the things I choose. And that's the most important. <laughs> well, hello, my amazing and fabulous listeners. This is your host, Eglantina Zing, and I'm super happy to be back on this sixth season of Zing. Last season, we dove deep into the art of building meaningful relationships. Now, let us explore a transformative concept, creating your circle of influence. So, welcome to The Zing, where we decode the secrets to a fulfilling life in just 30 minutes. Hello, everybody. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome to The Zing with Double G. Um, thank you guys for making this podcast your favorite podcast. You can tune into The Zing in uh, every platform that you get your podcast. You know the drill, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and many other places. Subscribe, give some hearts, and if you find any value in these conversations, please, please share them. And um, today, I, I, I really want to tell you a, a personal story, a story that in a moment it, it, it will ever be as a, a pick point in, in my life. Because, um, as you all know, I have goleadoras, or most of you probably know that I have a foundation that I'm very passionate about uh, of uh, promoting uh, women empowerment through soccer. And uh, in 2022, our girls from Chocó, Colombia, were chosen by Qatar Foundation to participate in the tournament and represent the 51 million Colombians that the national team did not qualify, and these girls uh, 11 girls were gonna go and represent their country in this major and uh, massive event around the world. It was, you know, very hard because it cost a lot of money and these girls have never had a passport, never been on a plane, and they were so, so excited. They were working super, super hard, but uh, I was working very hard to fundraise uh, to be able to take these girls to um, all the way 14,000 kilometers from Chocó, Colombia to Doha, Qatar. A big responsibility, big everything. My whole team in Goleadoras was working super, super hard to do this, but I was um, failing, as sometimes <laughs> I have had <laughs> many times. But I was uh, shattered, my heart was like, una pasita because I, he I heard so many no's in asking for money and for people to donate or to support this uh, incredible opportunities for this girl to see a different world, to raise their voice, to become agents of change. It was an amazing opportunity to create uh, that awareness, that impact. And um, we were about two weeks to go uh, to finalize this and I had not raised nothing. So maybe $5,000, $4,000, my fundraising was shit show. And uh, I came to SCEP 360, and um, this amazing woman who is a friend and partner of my girlfriend that owns this incredible uh, company, I arrived here super cabizbaja, you know, super sad, and I just told her, listen, I don't even have a face to tell these girls that they're not gonna be able to go because I was not able to fundraise the money. And this angel, this person that has never met me before, in one second, well, not one second, probably 10 minutes after I spoke the whole <laughs> thing, uh, but she said, you, you know what? Um, I'm gonna fund this. 
and uh, and she did. And we were able to accomplish something that seemed to be impossible. And uh, she does that. She accomplishes whatever. It's impossible. She probably is dyslexic, dyslexic as me, and she doesn't <laughs> understand the world the word impossible. And today she's here with us at the Zing. It's uh, bueno, one of the biggest businesswoman, entrepreneurs, spokesperson, philanthropist, supporters, and uh, the biggest heart that I've ever met in my life, Michelle Fernandez Rodriguez. Welcome <laughs> to the Zing. Oh, thank you, Glotina. That's so kind. So I kind words no. from you, you know, like it's such an honor and a pleasure to be here talking to you, talking to your audience, to everybody. Thank you. Thank no. you for inviting me. <laughs> Obrigada nada, Jainchi. Você, it's, um, I just wonder, what was it that you saw in me that that day you decided to support this? You know, I remember like we met we just met that day it was like a 10 minute really conversation but your heart and your soul to help these girls and and the way you really were like you, you have made a decision in your life that you're going to change the lives of all these girls and I just felt that it was an honor to be part of it really you know <laughs> because you had two weeks, I remember, and you just said the story exactly as it is. You had two weeks to fundraise, to take those girls out of this small city in Colombia all the way to Doha, and it was the biggest opportunity of their lives, and it was the way to show that anything is possible when you want to make it happen. And the way you talked to me that day, I knew you would be changing the world with goleadores and all the other girls that would come, and I, I understood what it meant to every girl in the world that is in the same situation of these girls to see what, what these girls would accomplish going there. And they did. They became sub-champions nowadays that, uh, that uh, gender disparity. The girls before goleadoras, they couldn't even go to the field uh, to participate just because they were girls. And uh, because of Miche Michelle, she has done and uh, created many, many companies but among one of those is Approach USA, which is a company, English uh, learning platform, which has many uh, youngsters and, you know, giving you a language is an opportunity also to develop yourself. And I think you, you believe also in the development. Uh, and these girls also from Chocó, they did not only go to Doha, participate, had that opportunity, became sub-champions, came, became agents of change, a reference for all, not only the girls in Chocó and the people in there, but everywhere in Colombia and among the, the, the continent. But also Approach USA gave them the whole year tutoring for them to learn English. So it's a continuous appro uh, approach and a continuous support and for. As you say that, Eglantina, it just makes me think, you know, we do have a very similar mission that is to create life-changing opportunities mm -hmm. for people. Your entire mission with those girls, it's really connected to that and that's connected in all the businesses that I run. Like Approach is a school for international students and the name itself was chosen because I started this school approaching people in the U.S. and saying, listen, if you want to live here, if you came here and you want to work and you want to leave here, you've got to learn English. You cannot live mm. in the U.S. speaking your own language. My first students at Approach 
were immigrants that came through Mexico. Yeah. Nowadays, approach is amongst the 10 biggest schools in the US and we have international students from all walks of life, all ages, all countries, over 36 countries represented, but it wasn't like that at the beginning. You know, and, and it was really about creating life-changing opportunities for people. And I think that's something that really connects us immediately on that day as well. And I, I cannot be more grateful because it's super important. I am from Venezuela. Uh, I moved to the U.S. also 25 years ago. And uh, now thank you very much because of approach you say my English is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I do believe that having a language uh, and going to a country, learning their language is super important. You're Brazilian, yes. you are an, an immigrant as well, yes. no? Yes, I'm Brazilian. I came to the US when I was 24. So my husband says that I am more American than Brazilian <laughs> these days. I say, that's never gonna happen. I was born in Brazil, I'm American by heart at this point. But yes, I learned English here, like most people that move to the US. And in Boston, yes, fucking cold, man. Wow, like. <laughs> I love four seasons. Come on, I you know, it's no. super cold there right now. So of course, we are in Miami. I escape now during the months of January and February because I have lots of businesses going on here too. But I love Boston. It's such a city. It's a diverse city. It's a city of students. It's a city that people really come to get started on on their educational journeys, and and I adore that city. Most of them are Brazilians. Uh, in Boston? Are you like, you know, you help more the Brazilians or you help everybody? Uh, I help everybody. Like I said, I have over 33 countries. There are times that we have like lots of Saudi Arabians. There are times that we have, we have a lot of students from Colombia, from Venezuela, everywhere. Yep. But uh, of course I have a soft spot with Brazilians because I was born in Brazil. We always connect with the language, but I do have a soft spot for hardworking people, you yeah. know? and. Um, I have, for example, at the school, I have a group of students that are our student ambassadors. And those, like, those are the students that are the most hardworking students at the school. You know, they want to learn fast. They do everything. They show up as the best students they can possibly be. They are from all over the world, you know? Sometimes people say, I, I'm not a genius, but I do know how to spot a genius. <laughs> but that's a very uh, self-serving way. Yes. You always yes. serve others, and um, and in a way, what is it that um, that you know it makes you connect and um, and serve? And it's not you know, just your own agenda of using people to serve your own I, purpose. I love a problem. What oh, can well. I say? I love a problem. Problems for me are opportunities always, and I grew up in a family of immigrants in Brazil. My mm. father was born in Casablanca. My mother was Carioca. Mm. And pretty much we spoke just French at home. I'm first generation Brazilian. So we grew up in Brazil looking at problems as opportunities. And when I come here, I see that sometimes we all have superpowers. Every human being has superpowers. And your superpower sometimes is not exactly what you should be using to make money and to get mm. ahead in life. Your superpower sometimes is what you use to create change and to help people mm. and to accelerate things for other people. Mm -hmm. So I get involved in lots of situations where, like when we met here, you know, <laughs> we met here and you had this girl to go. Into a lot and of I trouble. was like, 
I can help with that, and why not, you know? And um, from that, it came our friendship and a friendship with Leandra and, and all different uh, types of projects that are exciting that you get involved with, mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think that in life, we always have the chance to make the world a better place. Sure. And it's up to us to decide if we're gonna take that step and we're gonna solve that problem or if we're gonna just say it's too much work, I'm not getting paid for that, I'm not gonna do it. And I can say that most of the things that I received in my life, most of the opportunities that showed up in my life, they showed up from solving a problem that I wasn't looking for the money, I was looking to make the world a better place. Mm. But that's it's not conscious, you know? It's something that really, um, it's, it's what comes easy for you, you know? So some people, like they just do things, some things easily, like uh, you might uh, create a look for someone really easily, or you might be able to translate something for someone really easily, and when you offer that to the world, other things come back to you. So you believe in the power of the universe? I believe 100% in the power of the universe and in the power of the good intention. Mm. You know, I believe that if you treat everyone every single day as if it could be their last day mm -hmm. and you do what you could do to help in a situation, if that's not going to cause you from uh, really harm other situations in your life, why not? You know, why not? Why not? Why not everybody has that same essence and that same spirit? Well, I think people do, you know. I believe in the intention, so let's start from mm -hmm. that. Everybody around me in my life, I believe in their good intention always, and people make mistakes. So when a person makes a mistake, I always try to see, like, did this person did that because they're desperate, because they're a bad person, what really is going on? And that's how I decide who I'm gonna keep around me, mm. who's gonna sit on my table, who's gonna spend time with me. Mm -hmm. That's how I decide, you know? And, and I have eliminated a lot of people with bad intentions from my life, but nowadays, I only have people that I trust and I believe on their good intentions to the point that if they make a mistake, I understand they are humans like me and I make mistakes too. Sure. You know? One of the theme of the season is about the circle of influence. And uh, we go through so many stages in our life and how do you curate that? Not only uh, for business, but um, f you build teams. You know how to spot yes. talent and you can build amazing teams. But uh, who is the, that circle that sits on your table? How do you curate them? How you take them off? And you say bad intentions, but uh, what is a bad intention? Because sometimes the rotten apple it looks like the prettiest apple. Yes. So yes. how do you see through it? So, you know, it's really an alignment of mission and values, I would say. You, you gotta know what you value the most, mm. you know, because the people around you, they need to share those values. And then there, there, there's a learning curve that is for you to want to have around you people that know more than you do because you wanna share experiences with people. You wanna give and you wanna learn. And sometimes it's just hard to accept. Like when you're building a company, mm -hmm. you have two options. Either you're gonna be the top of the pyramid and everybody has to ask you questions and you are the one that everybody looks up to, mm -hmm. or you're gonna hire a team that you look up to. 
and it's your choice. Are you gonna look up to your team and you're gonna hire the smartest people with the superpowers you need to complete what you're not good at? Mm. And you're gonna be humble enough to know that you can't be good at everything. Or you're gonna hire everybody who's gonna say amen to you. That's a choice. So the way I curate uh, the people around me is based on what can I give to them and how much can they add as well in value in terms of commitment and sharing the same values. For example, I just talked a little bit about like my mission. My mission in every business that I run is the same. It's to create life-changing opportunities for people. Okay. And that's uh, on the nonprofits that I get involved with, is on the businesses for profit that I run, it's always that. So people that work for me, usually, I'm looking, during the interview, I'm looking at what makes you wake up in the morning? What ticks you, you know? What puts the smile on your face? Give me an example of three situations where the smile just comes, it melts your heart. You're asking me? Yeah. Bueno, um, sometimes I don't uh, wake up with the same energy. Mm -hmm. But uh, discipline is what keeps me, uh, you know, working hard for complying with my mission, which is also to collaborate in this world that is so chaotic. But um, the smile, the, the kindness, the satisfaction, the seeing other people that I can help and I can serve. So let me ask you something. Who are the people you love the most? Now the, the podcast went around. <laughs> 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 now Michelle took, <laughs> took over. Okay, okay I'm, I'm, I'm over. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Who are the people you love the most? The people that look like you or the people that are different than you? I love people that are different yeah. uh, from me. I love people that are like me and people that are different than me, but it took me a boatload of time to really make that move from hiring people that would think that I'm the top of the pyramid and I'm the best and they're mm. gonna learn everything from me to hiring the people that I would say, let me listen to you. True, the thing is that uh, I started a career in entertainment. Mm -hmm. And then we start doing my businesses. Sometimes people believe that because of your looks or because of your, um, uh, you know, bubbleness in uh -huh. my personality, um, they can take advantage of uh, of your network or mm -hmm. uh, the things you can bring on the table. Because, and it happened since I was in school. I had a friend of mine that uh, in school she had the best grades. And um, then I, I, when I started doing the foundation, I called her up to do the foundation. The woman was taking over uh, at some point that I was like, there's only one Santa Claus, bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that yeah. is not you. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> so I'm gonna be a boss, let's, let's yeah. be a boss because yeah. sometimes people just um, want to run over they, you. Yeah, they, they and, abuse. And people that are similar to me, sometimes they will have this stupid competition or they think that they can run, run over you. People that are different could do the same thing, but sometimes I learn a little bit more. Yeah, my, my experience has been that, um, you know, I tend to uh, believe on the good intention of everyone I meet. But there's some people that first impressions do count for me. Mm -hmm. Somehow the energy doesn't... Doesn't click. Doesn't click, you know? 
And I tend to believe, and then I start observing, you know, uh, if the values of this person align, you know, will, is this person a loyal person? Is this person a respectful person? You know, because those are my values, you know, I value those things. So I start looking and sometimes there's nothing wrong, like each person can choose their own values, but if it doesn't align with mine, I know it's not gonna be sitting on my table, it's not gonna be on my circle for, a long, for the long run, you know, and that's how I, I separate. Now, for the people that I hire, I look at the values, I look at their mission, alignment with the mission, but I do think that they, they have superpowers that are different, and sometimes I'm wrong. I hire them for a position, and that's not where they shine. Mm. But if it is a person that has the same alignment with values and with the mission, then I start looking like where I'm gonna move. Almost like, imagine a, a chessboard. Yeah. You know, I put this person in the wrong place, this person is gonna fail terribly at this position. Whereas this person can really be successful at this other position and then yeah. I move around. True. I like um, things that have a history, a story. And we were talking about how you choose your team and how you choose your circle. And this whole conversation of the season is about choosing your circle of influence because we all have, as, uh, uh, as uh, you have said, um, you know, curated our circle of friends. Sometimes it's harder because you think like be loyal is mm -hmm. to stay being friends of that friend that was your friend since mm -hmm. you were 12. Yeah, and it isn't really. And, yeah. and not really. It's not serving a purpose. That person, it's envious you know, or whatever. And it, sometimes it's a hard decision as well. Uh, or even family members. Yes, mm. and, and you gotta let go of those people in your life. There's no, there's no way you can hold everybody, you know, because as you evolve, as you mature, as you conquer things in your life, the, some people are gonna try to hold you hostage of an identity that you had before. Mm -hmm. And even in families, we see that a lot, you know, um, like sometimes, in, in how many times we see in a family, like this is the, well-educated, the studious one. This one is good, is the sporty one. This one is the one that is not good at school. And they hold people hostage of that identity. And sure. no matter what you try, you always have that spot in the family or that spot in a group of friends, you know, like this one is the lazy one, this one is, you know. So my experience is I had to cut a lot of people from my life because they weren't happy with my success. Mm. And success is a lonely place to be. You know, uh, wow. it's a choice, but it's a lonely place to be. But as long as your success is aligned to your mission and you know why you're doing that and it's not to be famous, it's to really create an impact that is bigger than what would happen if you weren't working on it, True. you know, you're gonna be happy alone. That's fine, other people are gonna show up in your life. That, that has been my experience, you know? And I still love all the friends that could not cope with my growth. I love them. <laughs> I just don't have dinner with them every week. I have dinner once a month, <laughs> once a year now, you know? Or maybe once every and 10 it's years. Okay. And, and it's they're okay. happy with it and I'm happy with it. Awesome, that's you amazing. Yeah. And with all the success that you have achieved, because maybe, you know, you have your family, you have a mother, you have all these businesses, and you keep going, you keep raising that bar with a big smile. How is it? Because m some people could sit comfortably or, or maybe, you know, uh, 
I just admire that of you. You have time to um, to give advice, to be a mentor, to things that uh, that that any other person, uh, you know, at your level, at your position, don't have or don't take well, that moment. And you do it with so much kindness. I think that we choose the things that melt our heart, right? And um, I can be the worst person in the world. Yeah. If you're working with me, like I do my job and you do your job. That's you know? important. Boundaries. And if I'm doing my job and you're not doing your job, I'm going to call you out on it. Good. And I might fire you here right now. And then at 6 o'clock, I might say, let's have a glass of wine because I still love you. <laughs> Don't totally fire me, please. For the She's going to be Donald you, Trump. You're fired. I still love you, you know? <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, I'm blessed choosing the things that I love doing. I love all the businesses that I get involved. I love the people that I spend time with. And I really make the time for what's important. Like my calendar, like if you look at my calendar, it's kind of crazy because I design my time the way I want. I don't wake up ever in a single day to ask myself, what am I doing today? Mm. Unless I decided today's gonna be the, tomorrow's gonna be the day that I have no idea what I'm gonna do and I'm not gonna book anything and I'm just gonna go with the flow because that's important too. But that, uh, it's a choice. Mm. I designed that day to be the lazy day that I'm not gonna do anything. And when that happens, then I wake up and I say, okay, let me look outside and see what I'm gonna do. But other than that, every slot on my calendar is aligned to my goals to the places, I know where I am, I know where I wanna get, I know the impact this is gonna have in my life, the life of the people that I love, in the life of others that I can impact positively, and I choose. And, you know, it's such a crazy concept, because if you think of the Queen of England, this woman was 90 years old, she had like 500 engagements per year. If she had time to do that. Why don't we? Why don't we? Exactly, right? It's really she, a matter of she choice. She shared my birthday. I'm a big fan. Oh, that's amazing. Big, big fan. I got yeah. to meet her. Leandra makes fun because I always say that the Queen of England is like the Commonwealth. Like, wow. Um, once I was talking to the granddaughters, and I said, no, I'm doing goleadoras, the oh. woman empowerment. I was like, oh, darling, what about woman empowerment? Every Commonwealth nation has the face of my grandmother <laughs> in their bills. <laughs> Who's so got the 20 quid? <laughs> Who's got the Australian quid? Who's got the Jamaican one? And I was like, true, you know, it's yeah. right. And that woman still until today, you know, she swimmed yeah. in the middle of winter in that dark ocean alone, as he. Chaka, yeah. chaka, chaka. She would go. For, uh, to Scotland. She like, would go. oh yeah, that woman was tough as yeah. a rock. Yeah, uh, but you're talking about circle of, of influence, you yeah. know, like which biographies do you read? Who do you look up to? And it can be people like her. You know, you look at someone that has a mission. She, like, imagine this. She decided to 16, dedicate her seven, life. 17, 16. Her entire life, she lived for that mission. You and know, and so we all say we all have one life to live. You know, of course, uh, a lot of us would think like, oh yeah, but she had all these people working for her. That's why she has time. True and not true, because we create the leverage and we learn how to delegate things and we give first and then we get. And that's how we create the time to do the things we, we want to do. 
you know, but it's so important to choose the people you admire and to notice what do they do, how do they live, and if we pay attention, most people that really achieve dreams, I'm not gonna even say goals, but dreams, they mm. have people they admire and they look up to. You know, and, and, and we build our circle of the people that we spend time with, that is super important, as well as the people that we admire and we look up to. You will become the people you spend most of your time with. Mm. And that can be on a book, reading the story of this person that you are obsessed about, or it can be the people that you spend time having dinner, having lunch, and talking. When are you getting your book out? Because I want to read your book. That's <laughs> the, only. the Queen of I've England. Been teached, I've been teached for a book. I'm I, thinking about I it. I like the Queen of England because that was not her, uh, supposedly to be her, her, her place. Mm -hmm. And she yes. served, and as a woman, she had so many challenges to be able to lead with so much grace Yes. But at the same time, as you say, she dedicated her life to this, where she was criticized, uh, bad-mouthed, and the strength and the commitment that she had for, for her people, even if it's a monarchy and you know many other people say, well, oh, the taxes are paying for this, but mm -hmm. England is a little bit of what she left, and maybe the family uh, did not, well, or will or will not survive. Yeah. We yeah. don't know that what was going to yeah. happen. But her, as a human being, her commitment. It's a beautiful job. Uh, yeah. And uh, 20 minutes. Uh, Winston Churchill will say, "I'm not going to take more than 20 minutes because any meeting that is more than 20 minutes yes. is taking your time." So I don't know, but my mother always says, when they give you a business plan and it's a Bible like this, that's a that's a rob. That's a, they're trying to like screw you. Yes. Uh, it, she was, they were precise, and there was something about that little island. Then it's so strong, and it's about how they kept their their going and their strength, and even with all their problems, because it must be I, know, I haven't watched The Crown, but um, I did, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. And you said at the beginning, you know that the when you make a commitment to yourself to make something happen mm. you know is that when you see the results you know like what you practice quietly every single day is what people see happening later on and they ask you oh how did you get there yeah how did you make that happen you know is what you practice every day you know like designing your life having this commitment to uh, take care of yourself, take care of your health, do the things that will take you from point A to point B yeah. every single day and choosing the people around you that are gonna support that. If you look at the happiest people in Earth, mm -hmm. they're the people that have created a compelling future for themselves. Are we gonna move to one of those blueprints? They have created a compelling future for themselves and that's totally connected to serving a purpose bigger than themselves. Yeah. Well, that's the most important. I was just telling you. Sometimes it's um, uh, life goes in this roller coaster, mm -hmm. and when sometimes have you have a moment of hype and popularity, and uh, you think that you're on the top of the world, and you are not kind or generous or have a bigger purpose, things will fall the right, same way. Yes, so, absolutely, all the way from the top to the bottom. So how to stay real, how to really find that, uh, for me, if it was finding the purpose to serve. If you get undressed, what is it that is mission? 
I, I would say it's totally my purpose and my mission. You know, that's what I live for. And when I am around people that don't value that, probably those are the people that won't be on my circle for a long for the long run. You know, mm -hmm. yes, the world has a lot of people that are not interested in making the world a better place. They just want, they are selfish. They're just thinking of themselves. They're living the moment. They want everything right now and it's what's in it for me, mm. you know? And, uh, but the world also has a lot of people that are doing good and they're, they're, they're thinking about the future and the next generations and what's gonna happen then. And I always, I, I try to surround myself with these people so that I can continue feeling empowered on what I want to do. So truly, I, I feel very strange when I am in, in the wrong circle, you know, when I am, mm. am in the middle of people that really don't value the same things that I value. And I walk away to maintain these values and continue working on the mission. I mean, I don't think they're selfish. I think also everybody's afraid. Uh, to For sure. Fear is what holds people back, to for sure. So hopefully they can uh, get this message and be more empathetic and do that because for me it has been also a lot of frustration out of that, especially in a, in a, in a society that has these um, roles for everybody, as for women and as for men. I am sure you have encountered, and we're not going to go through all those just by being a woman, being a boss, doing all these businesses. I am sure you had encountered many of, of, uh, of these um, setbacks of who are you? But again, are setbacks opportunities, right? Because you see it that way. I see it that way. I see that uh, every time that I am on a situation where uh, I'm, I have people trying to disempower me because I'm, I'm a woman mm. or because of the age or because of the looks or because of anything. I, uh, the first thing that I do is I measure that person up, like, how am I gonna change you, <laughs> you know? Because you need help. <laughs> you need help, you know? How am I gonna help you become a better human uh, that's being? That's a good word, <laughs> a good way of disarming people. You need help, man. You, you know? actually do need a lot of help. You do need help, so what am I gonna do here? Let me, let me call my friend. <laughs> you know? And, and talking about the disarming, this woman, Michelle Fernandez Rodriguez, right here, is one of the lionese. And last year, she was 14 times, or more than 14 times, on the stage with Tony Robbins. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I adore Tony and Sage. They're the kindest people I've ever had the honor and the pleasure and the privilege to meet. Like, when you talk about someone that does, does not need to do anything he does. He could just be living the life, and yet he's there changing lives every single day. He goes to his events, and he spends 14, 15 hours speaking straight to people and teaching people what he has learned straight from his heart. And he has the ability to frame things. Like uh, people call him a motivational speaker, but I don't see him that way. I think he is a fantastic strategist mm. because every hard situation he has gone through in his life, he took a step back, he thought about it, how he would solve, and then he framed that on a very easy one, two, three, four, five steps for other people, and that's what he teaches. Yeah. You know, and the number of companies that he owns nowadays, 
and his dedication to his mission that is to be changing lives through his seminars it, it just amazes me you know he's one of my biggest inspirations uh, in life you know that I learned so much from him and from Sage and it's such an honor you know and a privilege to see him live I, I highly recommend to everybody you know like I became uh, my first event with him was Business Mastery. That's what drew me in. I never read <laughs> a self-help book before that. Never, never, ever. And I went to Business Mastery. That was August 2020. And that was mostly because um, I saw it on Instagram. And I was like, Tony Robbins, I'm going to do that. I was, I was bored at home during the pandemic, have read every book I had to read. I looked at the speakers and I thought that I was going to go into a conference. Little did I know that I was going to be trained for the rest of my life. Wow. Like, I, I can't even explain the power that it is to be part of Tony Robbins' community. I can't explain the power that it is to be there. My life, 10x, and every area relationships, the way I see the world, the way I contribute to the world, businesses, every area, through the people that he brings to speak to, through the things that he shares of his own experience and sage as well. It's incredible. That resilience that that man has, I remember the story about him saying that his mother had a lot of trouble, changed husbands, was a, uh, had problems with alcohol, and if it was, he was not resentful. The way that if he wanted to be, become better, and if his mother wouldn't have given you all those hardships, perhaps he wouldn't be in the place that he is. Yeah, and he tells that story so How he well. transforms something yeah. bad into something positive. You know, if you think about it, it makes so much sense, because what he says is, I wouldn't be who I am if I haven't gone through the experiences that I went in my life. True. I wouldn't be this Tony Robbins that I am. You know, and it's so true because we are shaped by all experiences we had in our life and it's our choice to make the story out of it. True. And uh, it's easier said than done because yes. most people that go through hardships, they stay on the victim mm -hmm. and they stay on the failure and on the pain. And, and blaming they, somebody else. And blaming somebody else. Yes. This guy changed his uh, body, his mind, uh, and shared this with the rest of the world. And not only he shares and inspires people, but like there's a study that he was just sharing with us a couple of months ago that it was done by Yale, I believe, uh, that shows the results of one of his seminars called Date with Destiny mm -hmm. on anxiety and depression. And his results with the people, like suicidal people on his seminar are incredible compared to people that do therapy and take medication the whole life. You know, like the people, uh, and, and that's on the, on the Yale website. If people Google like Tony Robbins study on anxiety and depression, but like he got people to live that therapy and medication didn't for years and years and years. And that's why they did this study with him. Well, no, I am not suicidal. At some point you have thoughts, but like it's a cowardice, but sometimes you do get down and depressed and things don't go your mm -hmm. way. And it's been, and in every moment, every teaching or every one of it, because, you know, maybe I'm cheap and I have, haven't bought them, <laughs> but I get to listen to the ones in YouTube. 
and um, the way he speaks, the the emotion, because yeah, the other day I called the therapist and it's like, well, perhaps uh, you should uh, take uh, medication. And I was like, I barely take a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe in the power of your mind and your body, and they all connect. And that effort that you make one day, I can walk f- five minutes, and then the day after you're going to walk seven minutes. But the constancy, the, the, consistency, the, dis- yes. the consistency and mm-hmm. the discipline, and um, it really, that and, and uh, comedy classes, they have always kind of, uh, bueno, he's very constant because I put them in the morning every time I yeah. run. If but you've uh, never heard before, search for uh, his teachings on the beautiful state. He has a concept that he teaches the triad, and he I teaches I how do you change your state. I think that's the one that I, uh, there's you know, like seven steps or 10 steps or something. And it's incredible. Now, you, you change your physiology, you change the story, and how do you really change your state? If you're feeling angry, how do you change that like that? So every morning like you really do that. <laughs> yes. 10 minutes. Yes. Ah, yes. you see. But I do that, I do meditation. I have thinking time scheduled. So your you calendar know? is pretty fucking busy, and she's here today, and um, I But it's busy with the things I choose. And that's the most important. <laughs> the world is full of distractions, right? Yeah. Just social media, look at that. Tell like how it. many hours you can s- spend scrolling. But don't criticize social know? media. Like, like <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> well, we follow, I watch so many podcasts, yours included, of course. Thank you. But I choose wisely. What, who am I gonna listen to? Who I'm gonna spend time listening to? Well, I started this know? podcast, and there were so many podcasts out there. I started a career in in, in big in, uh, big companies of Viacom and uh, Telemundo, NBC, and they t- give you a script. Mm-hmm. Thank God to the uh, social media or the advancements of the internet that you have now the liberty to mm-hmm. create your own narrative. Mm-hmm. And these are conversations that really. Um, are soulful, are honest, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps I do believe that most of the audience that we have, even if it's in English and in Spanish, they can get uh, something out of it, something out of value, out of an experience. And uh, sometimes it's hard when you're talking to somebody and sit down to open up in just 30 minutes. Yes. But um, also I, I want to ask you because as, going back to the, <laughs> the, the line. I want to know, because when you are there 14 times on a stage with Tony Robbins and having these millions of other persons that want to be there, you must feel some envy, some people that want to like poison you, trap you. You know, truly. She got caught in traffic. She couldn't arrive. No? No, truly not. Because every time that I'm there, I'm there to serve, to share. But there be other learning. people around. Yeah, there's there's people that uh, like Tony has a lot of people that goes on stage with him, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that go to share results and share what they have learned, what they implemented, how they implemented, and that's mostly what I talk about when he calls me in. And of course, there's a lot of people that will have feelings of why not me or why they don't call me or this or that or the other thing. But I don't really focus on that, you know, because uh, the focus is really to serve and share the results and share the story so that people can benefit from it. And that's part of a, of a learning journey for everybody that is there too, you mm. know, to really embrace, you know, like, 
anybody that provide that that creates results and has things to share that support this designing your life creating your life uh, attitude has an opportunity to create opportunities to be on on many stages not only Tony's stage you know yeah. it's not about the competition or about it's the not about any of that what you said is about focus where you put your focus is where yes. you attract the energy yes and uh, I think uh, that's mainly what you've done and it's a great learning because sometimes we tend to focus on the bad things yes uh, and that doesn't serve yeah and you know if you think about it if you have a problem you focus on the problem or you focus on the solution because if you focus on the solution you're going to spend less time and get it done. over with right yeah. the same thing with all those negative situations you know they're going to exist but i don't make them part of my life you know, I just leave that there and I focus on all the other good things. Yep. You know? That's the best thing. And uh, I think that it's a great advice for everything. As a business, as your friends and family circle of influence, mm -hmm. and uh, as a human being to be as set, comfortable, beautiful, successful, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> loving, you. biggest heart so kind of and you. an angel falling from earth and uh, no I'm not uh, really I'm not being kind uh, I am saying Aww. it from the bottom of my heart with all honesty I do Thank exaggerate you. sometimes things but uh, in this <laughs> in this occasion I am not exaggerating I do Aww. feel it and I am so honored to have you here at the Zing okay. and uh, to have you as a friend and a mentor and a partner and so many other things Thank you so much. It's like it's such a, a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. To and all to of all you guys, audience. you know, <laughs> focus. Put your focus on the positive and the solutions. Everything has a solution. We all go through struggles and through tough moments, but with your focus, you bring the positive energy and you will build and attract the right people in your life to make you succeed. Yes. But um, yeah, it's Absolutely. about that. Focus. Focus, hocus pocus. Thank <laughs> you uh, for tuning in into the zing. You know, if you have any value in the conversation, share it, love it, subscribe, and I'll see you very soon. Michelle Fernandez, check it out. Approach USA. Love you. Gracias. Bye.